Hello and welcome to episode two of Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN. And I'm one of your hosts, Adam Bankhurst, alongside my trusty companion, Ron Greenbaum, the basement doctor. Hey, great to see you, Adam. We made it two weeks, so I'd say that's a success. Really? And they didn't throw us off <laughs> the air yet. That's exactly. really amazing. So I say we retire now, we hang it up, and, and we did it. That's a no, success. No, no, I'm really excited about our guest today, so it'll have to be after today's <laughs> okay, show. Okay, fine. I guess we can go a little bit longer. But, yeah, we are very honored and happy to welcome Jeremy Cantor of Scott Fetzer Consumer Brands, a division of Berkshire Hathaway. And... Uh, Someone who's been, I know, a friend of Ron's for a while and someone that I've met in the past and have a lot of respect for. So we're very, very excited and happy to have you on the show today, Jeremy. Welcome. Well, Adam and uh, Ron, thanks so much for having me. Much appreciated. Very happy to be here. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, obviously, Grow Like a Pro is a show all about learning how to achieve your goals and dreams as a business owner or even someone who's looking to get into something and also trying to give people a little spark of inspiration in some of these darker and tougher times because... You know, a lot of people's life's and life's goals and uh, dreams have changed and shifted because of things that have been happening. And sometimes they need that little bit of spark. So we try to bring in people like yourselves who've been through a lot of challenges, who found a lot of success, and to let it, re- give people a different perspective on things. So we're excited to kind of hear your story and get into some of the cool stuff you've been up to. <laughs> well, I'll, uh, I'll try and make you proud today. Yeah, so I guess... To start with, we kind of always like to say, like, where did you come from? What's kind of the, the the story, the elevator pitch of Jeremy Cantor? Like, what what is what is the the thing that people should know about you? Yeah, well, I've kind of had a, a diverse background. First of all, uh, originally born and raised in Ottawa, Canada. Okay, uh, I am the son to uh, a butcher. So my father um, was in, and my grandfather, my my Zadie, uh, was in the wholesale meatpacking business. They came over from Lithuania as butchers, uh, and then they came with a couple nickels in their pocket and uh, started a, a wholesale meatpacking business in Canada, in Ottawa, Canada, the capital. Um, so we all were indoctrinated at a young age that you go to work at 13 years old and sweep floors and uh, learn how to cut meat. And uh, that's kind of what we did at our, at our small retail stores as a kid. Did you have any of those like <laughs> horror experiences of the first time you saw like like oh. something at the butcher? I always like hear those stories of my grandpa made me walk in and see everything and I was scarred for life. Well, I'm going to uh, I'm going to save uh, your listeners some <laughs> some. Uh, some throwing up and some embarrassment, but uh, I can tell you, um, on a ninety degree ninety degree day, uh, you definitely don't want to be a dump by a dumpster that has had uh, you know chicken parts and beef parts thrown out into it because it's uh, it's not pretty. So there's definitely uh, you learn a lot. Uh, you and, and I'll tell you, it's a uh, it, it's a it's a messy business. Oh yeah, let's put it that way. You know, I want to add a bit of trivia <laughs> here. Um, you may not know this, Jeremy. I don't know if I ever told you, but you know, my father was Canadian. And immigrated to uh, the United States, so we probably are related. But potentially, I, I, I knew. You know, Ron, I actually, I, I, I felt it the first time we met. <laughs> yeah. So, what did, what did you learn, kind of, you know, growing up and that starting at thirteen? I mean, was that like, did, did you enjoy it? Was it kind of tough at first, or were you always the kind of person that was ready to take on the challenges and handle some you, of these? You know, things? it's a good question, Adam. Uh, yeah. You know, when you're when you're a son, second generation. So I'm a second generation Canadian. I am a U.S. citizen, so please don't deport me as well. <laughs> hey, you guys have poutine. So yeah, we forgive we, everything. Yeah, there, there, that is something I would go back to Canada for. <laughs> but you know, when you're uh, my father was first generation, and I'm second generation. I, I guess when you, when you have Eastern European grandparents, or in my father's case, parents, you get kind of get that work ethic ingrained into you, right? Life was hard over in Europe, yep. and uh, I think that 
what has made what I feel has helped made me successful and the people around me that I've been very fortunate such as as Ron to interact with um, is is that um, I was put to work at a young age and you know it's sort of given me that determination that like life can be really hard and there's no uh, doubt in my mind that life's hard for a lot of people today with coronavirus it's uh, definitely an interesting world out there but um, it kind of gives you that opportunity and that that realistic um, expectation that like you got to work hard yeah. to be successful you know unless you win the lottery and you scratch off a ticket for a couple million bucks uh, which is probably a better chance of getting hit by lightning right Ron? Yeah. It, I would say so. Uh, <laughs> it, it, a lot of money doesn't come or money doesn't come from uh, from, from doing nothing yeah. right? You know I, I wrote a book once upon a time and one of the pages that talks about I believe in hard work period in fact I think that was the only thing on that page but it's true and uh, I think uh, what I know of Jeremy there's not a harder working person out there. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Same goes for you, Ron. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, it's, it's 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 easy to to have dreams and you know wishful thinking that things are going to be handed to you, but that's unfortunately not what life is like and no. stuff like that. So it's uh, I think it's good to learn that lesson early on because I feel like a lot of people they're getting coddled or you know sheltered from this stuff. They get kind of hard truths, and sometimes it happens later in life, and then that then you you're even more at a disadvantage than some of your other you know peers or things and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so. How long were you in, you know, the meatpacking business? Or like, you know, where did the transition I come? I was to in, the, yeah, and I was out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, because clearly you're not doing that anymore. So, uh, so what's the story that kind of led you yeah. out of that and led you out of Canada itself? Yeah. Right so um, it's kind of, it's a. I'll try and keep this uh, very long story very short. But hey, we got like three years. We uh, can keep okay, going. Okay. Well, well, you know, if we if you have a couple hours. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I did that as a kid. Um, my father was actually uh, he's uh, in his. Won't mention his age. He's, yeah. he's above seventy, <laughs> and he is uh, still working that business. It's a tough business to be in. Um, I, I wanted to pursue a career in journalism. You know what? It's funny. Well, I can tell you a little bit more later about where I where, where I am today. But uh, you know, I wanted to be on the radio. I, as you know, I have the face for radio. Oh yes, of course. And uh, I noticed that when you walked in. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Um, and I wanted to be on the radio, and I, and I did that for a couple of years. I was on uh, very very popular time, midnight till six in the morning. Hey. Uh, so tons of listeners. That's where all the magic happens. I'll tell you what I used to do, actually, when I was on the radio in Canada. I was on a station called 580 CFRA AM, okay? <laughs> and I wasn't still even... remember. <laughs> I still remember. And I wasn't even live. What I would do is I'd record a little segment for three minutes twice an hour, and it was a little clip on the news and on the weather and on sports, and then we'd play it in between pre-recorded programming. Yeah. But I remember this. This is the day before, really. Internet was 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 there, but it wasn't like it is today. And you, know, you didn't have all the technology. And I used to listen to the police scanner all <laughs> oh, night, man. okay? And what you were trained to do was sit there and listen to the police scanner and listen to see if the police had anything hot going on, right? <laughs> gotcha. And if they did, you'd immediately call up the police station and say, well, I just heard <laughs> that there was a break-in at 511 Robinson Street. Oh, yes. Yes, sir. There, there was, there was, they're on the scene now. And then you try to be the first to report it. So the, you know, the truck driver or the police that was actually listening to the radio at that time, there's nobody up, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, would hear it, right? So that's kind of what I did. Um, <laughs> I, I never really broke any major stories. A couple robberies, a couple domestic uh, disputes, but uh, Are there actually robberies in Canada. Uh, you, you know, <laughs> someone stole someone's poutine hey, you know, yeah. and gave it back. There's no <laughs> bigger crime than that. I mean, yeah. On. So, so yeah, it wasn't that exciting, but I, 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 you know, I got that degree and then, uh, 
So you got a degree in journalism? I got a degree it? in journalism originally, and then um, I sort of always knew that I wanted to be in business with my like something like my family, maybe a family business or work for a larger company. And I uh, I went down to sort of everything really happened through uh, through a lot of luck. And I feel very fortunate that I met a guy like Ron, and and I have a lot of friends. Uh, a lot of it is 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 I find is you're in the right place at the right time, and oh, you yeah. get to meet people that inspire you and change your life, right? Yeah. And and one thing that I'll tell you is um, I was. Um, I was down in Florida for an interview with the Miami Herald and their sales department. And to make a long story short, the night before the interview, uh, I had my grandparents who were in their late 70s at the time took me out for uh, Chinese food, just like good Jewish grandparents do, oh, right? Of course, of T- course. Took me out for Chinese food. And uh, they had a friend who had a daughter. And the daughter, uh, who was in her 50s at the time, was a regional sales manager for the American Standard Company. And the night before the interview, she happened to be on a business trip. She covered like 12 states in the United States. And she was in South Florida. And um, she said, hey, kid. Uh, I'm going to quiz you on a couple interview questions the night before the interview. And I said, ah, fine. And she talked to me. And to make a long story short, she took my resume off me. She goes, you know what? If I could hire you, I would. Um, I ended up not taking the job with the Miami Herald. And six months later, I was flown to Chicago. And I ended up uh, selling toilets and faucets. (laughs) And I spent... uh, Almost 17 years in that industry, in the plumbing industry. Oh, man. Yeah. But your career did not go down the toilet, I promise <laughs> Thank you. <that. laughs> Great transition. Because, yeah. And we're excited to explore that on our next segment of Grow Like a Pro. So make sure to stay tuned to hear more of the wonderful, brilliant, amazing Jeremy Cantor on Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN. Welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum and our special guest, Jeremy Cantor. And last segment, we were talking about, you know, one of the most important topics in the world, toilets and everything, (laughs) (laughs) and how Jeremy found his way in the toilet, but he didn't stay in the toilet, as Ron so beautifully put. And we'd like to just kind of jump in there and continue the story of of how you got to where you are today. Um, It's funny. uh, I've touched a lot of uh, different products in the plumbing industry. So I went from toilets and I sort of moved my way over to Delta Faucet and I, I went to, uh, you know, decorative plumbing and kitchens and, uh, and, and faucetry. Uh, and then I spent a little time in the industrial plumbing industry with industrial drains at a company <laughs> called MyFab. And then I decided to go back into the basement, which is going to lead me to Ron. Um, and I was the VP of sales at a company called uh, Wayne Water Systems. Gotcha. And uh, Wayne is where I had the chance to meet Ron. And I think Ron's probably got a pretty good story on our first encounter. Yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. You know, I was at a uh, trade show in Las Vegas called The World of Concrete. And every time I say that, my wife <laughs> thinks that's like the funniest name she's ever heard in her life. Yeah. She's The World of Concrete. So, it's the new Disney World. Yeah. And you no, know, no, Adam, it is not. <laughs> it, well, it could be now. But anyway. Um, so, you know, I'm walking through the aisles and looking at different products. And, you know, you wear a badge at uh, the show. And, you know, I, I always have my uh, basement uh, doctor hat on. And as I'm walking through the aisles and I hear somebody yelling, hey, hey, what do you do? And, and I kind of walked over to the booth and my badge was turned uh, backwards. And I had the basement doctor hat out, but I had Nash Distribution, which is my distribution wholesale company, that was the badge I was wearing. So Jeremy grabbed my badge and he turned around and he goes, Nash, and he jumped out of his skin. <laughs> and I jumped out of my skin. I said, what's going on? He goes, you're my customer. You're my customer. I, oh, my oh, I got to see you. Where do you live? You're in Columbus? Okay, I'm in Cincinnati. I'll be there next week. No, I'm not. We'll be there tomorrow. What are you doing? Where are you going for dinner? I'm, uh, you know, Can I buy you a cup of coffee? Hey, I got to talk to you. And 
you know, that was pretty much my, you know, the first meeting. With, yeah. And I'm walking away saying, well, that's an, it was an interesting <laughs> encounter. <laughs> so, but it was great. And, and then as it turns out, I, I think that uh, in terms of growing our uh, business in the waterproofing industry, Jeremy was probably as instrumental as anybody. And we just have had a fantastic uh, run at it. And unfortunately, he's too good at it. So they keep putting him at, you know, some other uh, organizations. But he's my go-to guy anyway. And, you know, the thing that I'll will always be connected, because he has a daughter named Charlie, which I have a daughter named Charlie. That's right. There you go. That's right. So that's... Uh, that's how I met Jeremy, but uh, as they say, the rest is history. And uh, you know, for a young man, I'll, I'll tell you what—he—he he in a lot of ways has been my mentor in a lot oh, of things. Oh, look at that! Well, that's very, very <laughs> kind of you, Ron. But I, I definitely have taken a lot of pages out of your book. I'll tell you, the first time I met Ron, I knew something was special with this guy because he was the only man I've ever met that has immortalized himself in cartoon form <laughs> on a hat. And I'm like, I gotta get to know this guy. He—he's—he's—he's he's, he's a special one. Hey, you know? Definitely. You know, I just real quick, I was in a. A Cup of Joe's, which is a coffee place here in Columbus. I don't know if they're still around or not, but um, I don't know who's around anymore or not. But I walked in there one day. I was wearing Basement Doctor hat and a Basement Doctor shirt and a Basement Doctor jacket. So <laughs> three logos. Sounds pretty normal, actually. And then my face, which is on all of yeah. them. Yep. And a guy looked at me and he goes, "I." he says, I cannot believe this. He said, I'm, <laughs> he said I'm looking. Every place I look, I see you. So you can't get away goes, from Ron. You have to give me the hat. So I did. I gave him my hat. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, that's incredible. You know, Ron, Ron co-wrote a, a book that I read called Brand Face, right? Yep. And uh, it, it's interesting because really, uh, I know we're talking about growing here, but part of growing is marketing, right? And 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 growing, you know, Ron really grew his brand, right? Oh, and, yeah. And I just 100%. think it's it's amazing, you know, to see somebody. That's why I take a lot of a lot of pointers out of his book when I think about the business that I'm in today, right? Yeah. Uh, you really, the customer, the product's got to be good. Right, of and that, that you can't sell a bad product. You can't you can't put something in front of a customer that's bad. But the other fifty percent of the coin is: does does the people believe in the brand? Yeah. Right, and does the end user or the customer, whoever it may be, believe in the brand? And I think you know, with Basement Doctor and, and with all the other companies that Ron's involved with, I think people believe in Ron. And you yeah. know, and and at, there's that saying: you want to bet on the winning horse. You got a winning horse here, right? <laughs> that's the truth. And well, I think and I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned from Ron too. And you know, watching him over the past you know, 10 or so years that I've known him is that even before I knew him, I, I've, everyone knows the jingle. Everyone screams the jingle on 4th of July. <laughs> but one of the biggest things that I, that Ron always says is a brand is like, it's something that you feel. It's something that, that it's more, it's like the emotion behind what the brand is. Because like I For said, sure. anyone can fix a basement. I mean, you can be the best basement waterproofer, but if you have horrible service, you don't treat your employees well, you don't treat your customers well, that's not going to do anything. You have to put the time in in the community for for your families that you support and do all that. And Ron does it. And like you said, he jokes about putting his face everywhere, but he's everywhere. Yeah, like it's sure. it's not just well, standing behind. You know, the we're brand. talking about growing the and I know that uh, Jeremy has resurrected famous brands. By the way, and <laughs> oh, I want to yeah? talk. I really want to talk <laughs> about yeah, that because definitely. if you talk about growing like a pro, uh, he's so inspira- inspirational when it comes to that because. He has. I mean, these are certainly brands that people have heard about for years. And even, you know, the, the sump pump uh, business, Wayne uh, Water Systems. Uh, I know that, uh, again, just the amount of business he helped us. 
he we really I guess worked together uh, on a certain segment of that brand. So I saw firsthand his ability and his attitude about it's all about really attitude oh, yeah. and, and your attitude about the brand is what's really important. You know, I I was uh, kind of lectured this morning by a seventy two year old uh, gentleman who has. You know, in my career, if I ever even come close to what he's accomplished, he sold companies and brands for hundreds of millions of dollars and, uh, you know, in the banking industry, primarily in lending. And we talked about controlling a brand and I'm I'm fortunate enough in a humble way to be going into business with him. But, I, you know, you learn from everybody. And that's why I said when Jeremy is somebody that in terms of sales acume and marketing acume, He's as good as it gets. Yeah. And, and, I, and I know what's <laughs> very kind of you, Ron. And that's Thank from you. somebody that, you know, in a humble way, won a lot of awards for yeah. marketing yeah. and sales. But this guy, he's the real deal. Well, I, you know, I, I love, <laughs> I love you. obviously, the love fest going on. It's just, it warms my heart between you two. <laughs> it's so cute. No, but, but, but I love, you know, Ron obviously put that up on a pedestal about you resurrecting brands and doing stuff like that. And I think, you know, it's it's great to you know talk about all these things and you know hear the hyperbole, hyperbolic comments. But do you have any stories of you know some of these brands you helped resurrect, or even for people out there who are looking to you know to raise up their brand or reinvent themselves, yeah. especially in coronavirus when things are changing and adapting? Like, I'd be curious getting your insight into how you go about looking into these brands that may need some help, and what are some tips you may have for people out there who are looking to do the same thing. So, uh, good question, Adam. Uh, you know. Um what I what I've found is, you know, firstly and foremost, your brand is yourself, right? Yeah. So whatever you're trying to grow, you need to personify yourself as as being passionate about what you do. Okay, so then when you take that passionate and and you have to lead others or you have to get people to understand that you know there is something behind that brand, it all starts with the individual. Well, you know, you're right, Jeremy. You know, I always talk about the fact that. People kind of have their own company within my companies, their own brand. And, you know, you can tell a lot about an individual. And in fact, certain people can make a huge difference. Just one person can make a monstrous difference in, in any organization, whether they're in sales, operations, uh, or just how, pa- you know, passion does make perfect. And, you know, if you're not passionate, if you're not enthusiastic about what you're doing, you can see that. So, you know, I know, again, over the years, I've brought people in that have totally turned around all of my uh, companies just by coming in with the right kind of attitude. But, you know, you also need skill level. I mean, brand and and passion is, is important, but skill level is kind of equally as important. And then, you know, it's all uh, reinforced by your attitude or enthusiasm. So, uh, again, brand is really important. I agree. And I, yeah, and I also think it's, it's very important, too, that you have someone you know, like yourself, Ron, or someone who's willing to listen to these new people, because there's a lot of companies, especially older companies that are very stuck in their ways that won't even listen to change or, ad- or adaptation. So I think that's also part of the puzzle, which is a big, big thing. Well, I do listen to people, but I also sometimes am deaf, dumb and blind when people aren't, <laughs> when they're not enthusiastic. Right. Or yeah. Of course. Tell me negatives. Yeah. You know, Ron and I were talking earlier, but enthusiasm can can really uh, someone who walks into a room at the type A or, or has some enthusiasm can really change the 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 attitude of everybody in that oh. room. And right, uh, you know, that's why I see like the best people in these these wars, like these generals, are so uplifting and motivating. The troops want to follow. Yeah, exactly. Them, right? You want so, to follow them right into battle. You got and it. Make sure you guys follow us right into that next segment on six ten WTVN.
Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum and our special guest, Jeremy Cantor. And we're excited to be back once again for the third time to hear a little more of Jeremy's story on, you know, helping brands and just being a generally awesome guy. So <laughs> I'm, wow. just, I'm excited to continue the conversation. You're going to have to pop my head by the time I, I get out of here. That's it's the like goal a, of it, you know? We've got a pretty small doorway. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can adjust that for you. That's what we're all about here at Grow Like a Pro, making, making people... <laughs> You know, feel welcome and, 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 you know, we're thankful for you. So that's what we want to make sure you feel. Thank you. So, yeah. So why don't you, I, I like kind of just continuing the story of, you know, just helping people who might be listening, who might be in a similar situation of trying to rebuild their brand or, you know, really trying to, once again, if it's coronavirus that's halting them, if it's, you know, slumping sales, if it's maybe a company that's been around for a long time that feels they're kind of stuck in the mud, maybe just some general tips or ideas for people to kind of get their, their brains working or, or their minds in a different mindset. Well, I've, you know, I grew up in this, in the sales world and, uh, that's what I gravitate to, um, no matter what, right? That's what I feel most comfortable with. I love sales. I love kind of that rush that you get. I think, Ron, you feel the same way. You know, that, that, that when you make that big sale oh, yeah. and you, you get that, that it's it's that drug that courses through <laughs> your vein, you want more, right? Oh, yeah. But, you know, in, in a good way. Definitely. Um, you, you know, I think some of the things as, as I kind of have learned through through managing salespeople in, in the past is sometimes it's, it's a challenge and, uh, you know, to... Uh, you might inherit legacy individuals, um, and it can it can be a challenge at times, you know, to uh, either for those individuals to adapt to to uh, new structures that someone might be implementing in a business, or um, sometimes I like to use the phrase uh, uh, a square peg in a round hole. Sometimes you don't have the right individuals uh, in, in in the right positions within the company, right? right? So, uh, you know, the one piece of advice I would give is. Uh, you got to make sure that you have the right individual in the right place. And if you don't, it doesn't necessarily mean they're not in the right place. And Ron, I think you'd agree in the business, they might be reallocated to another portion of the business that would make them successful. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I also, I really do believe in a term called burnout. I mean, sometimes people uh, are, you know, they're really good performers and then they get bored or they uh, just hit a, hit a wall of some sorts. And I've had a lot of good luck moving people, not even in positions, but between companies. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, I have a family of companies, and you know, uh, again, we, we find that if they're good people, they uh, have a lot of passion again in, in what they do, and they're hardworking. Then we find something at one of the other organizations. May not be the same thing, but uh, we figure it out. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I used to I used to run IT for the basement doctor for you know like probably into six the or ground seven. exactly <laughs> i ran into the, i was trying to take the company down from within it didn't work so well but yeah, <laughs> exactly but yeah. yeah like i said i was going to mention that too but ron said it too is that's what uh, one other thing i noticed throughout my years there is there were a lot of people who came through who weren't performing well in their in their position but instead of just firing them or getting rid with them you kind of you can move them around and you know there's an example of someone who used to be you know a sales guy for a basement doctor who you know he was he's a great guy but he just maybe didn't have that sales spark or gene to really get things done. But it turns out that he was great at, you know, web development. And now he's running the web development at, at one of the marketing companies. So exactly. there's, there, I mean, if, if you would have just given up on this person, you could have lost someone who's been a core asset and a valuable member of the team. So I think it's, it's you super know, he, important. He to do does that. cut hair as well. So. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, but no, I think that's, that's an important lesson that for sure you shouldn't just give up on somebody because they're not doing well. Cause like you said, maybe the passion isn't there. Maybe it's not the right position. There's, there's multiple options and just saying, you know what? They're bad, terrible. Get rid of them. See you later. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> so yeah, so that's, that's always something well, but, um, 
So I guess. Uh, any... what, what do you think your biggest challenge during the coronavirus is now? Well, you know, I think some of the big challenges have been um, traditionally we've been working in an office, right? Yeah. So uh, one of the big challenges is how do you keep uh, individuals motivated from home, oh, right? Yeah, for sure. Especially salespeople that are used to traveling, right? Definitely. So I think there's definitely uh, ways to do it, but uh, you know, I, I'm proud of my sales team in, in general that. Um, They've been able to adapt, uh, you know, the, the Zoom meeting uh, and, and the virtual meeting in general, right? Oh, yeah. Has taken the place of that in-customer, uh, you know, face-to-face uh, -face meeting. And it's been an interesting adaptation to watch uh, how people sell. Because you got to sell in a different manner, right? Uh, now in in front of a computer screen versus being in, in <laughs> person course. with somebody. And my, my big thing in life has always been, you know what, like, I feel like I've always had a pretty good close rate when I could be in front of the individual. Of course. Um, so it's really um, it's really taking that same enthusiasm and trying to translate it in a different manner over over a web webex. Yeah. Right. So. Well, yeah, you know, there's certain companies, uh, you know, are, are, for lack of a better term, are almost like a catalog company where somebody just calls in an order or gets online and orders something. You know, my companies, all of them, we try to do relationship selling, and I think. Uh, Jeremy, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Is you're you're the the number one relationship guy I ever met, <laughs> and uh, next to me. Thank you. But uh, <laughs> no, but seriously, that that's the hard part. And and you know when you have a relationship with a customer, you can keep that customer despite it's not about the price necessarily. You know as long as you can you do what you say you're going to do, and people realize that. And, and again, that's why I think we've been so successful together in our relationships. Is I never had to worry about uh, anything. Sure. I knew you were going to do what you said, and you knew you were going to get paid. That's <laughs> important. Well, well I'll, t I'll tell you that you, you hit the nail on the head. That say-do ratio, right? Yeah. Are you going to do what you say you're going to do? And I think that you know that is that is extremely uh, an important attribute that Ron brought up. Um, you know, I've always tried to pride myself on on really um, making the customer feel special and, and doing exactly. If I say I'm going to do something. I get it done. Yeah. And you know what? And and a lot of times um, today, you, you know, go, go back to your original question, Adam, uh, during coronavirus, um, you know, how do you translate that over the screen, right? Yeah. And there's ways to do it. I think that, uh, you, you know, what I found from customers lately is um, you're getting a little bit more attention from customers because they're sort of trapped at their home or, yeah. and not at work where there's other distractions, right? <laughs> Phone calls or someone saying, hey, you want to go out for lunch? Or, you know, like, yeah. and, and uh, they're more, more focused, right? So I actually found that um, customers are more engaged on the uh, the product attributes these days and have more questions because you kind of are holding them hostage in a good way, right? <laughs> yeah. Online, you know, usually it's a set amount of time for a webinar. Hey, we got 30 minutes or we got an hour opposed to, hey, uh, Timmy, I need you to come out of the meeting. I, sorry, guys, I got to cut the meeting short, right? Yeah, right? So I actually kind of, I've, I've actually kind of enjoyed the adaptation of, 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 of uh, this, this, um, you know, this being on the web, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, Granted, I, I would like coronavirus to be over <laughs> very fast that's, and, that's and all to be all do. back in front of uh, real-life individuals right. again. Yeah. But, you know. Well, you know, one of the things, again, you're talking about a lot of Zoom meetings and even training. You know, right now we've developed something called Contractor University because for service businesses. But one of the things we've done is we've delivered pizzas to people's homes while they're doing the training. That little bit of relationship there, say, hey, you know, have a pizza on us and watch our webinar. 
It makes it goes a oh, long yeah. way. So you've got to get creative in yeah. how you're doing things. I think food is always the way to someone's heart. Oh, I've got to. You course. know what? You buy, buy like, hey, I got this guy once. I bade, I asked, offered him a coffee, right? <laughs> know. Well, you know, and look back, at us today. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, back to meeting Jeremy. That four hundred dollar steak dinner oh, that yeah. night. That, managed, <laughs> that, that probably did right, hurt. Yeah, yeah, right. That's all we did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, food is always always a good way into someone's heart. That's definitely the truth. Yeah. But I think that it's kind of something you guys were mentioning too about the enthusiasm and passion is like you said, you, you have to remember that even though the times are different and we're interacting with people in different ways, they're still the same people and you're still the same person. So you just have to remember to keep the mission, keep going strong and keep doing all that stuff and keeping true to all your company's beliefs and values. And I think a lot of people, they need to change a lot in their company, but you don't want to change too much because then you're not who you always were, I guess. So. Of course. I love that idea about buying them a pizza and having them watch a webinar. I mean, is it so it's going well? Yeah, I mean, we've <laughs> done it for specific customers, absolutely. Because, again, you know, these guys used to be on, as you said, salespeople, road warriors. They'd come in usually with a dozen donuts in the morning or <laughs> oh, bagels yeah. and coffee. And now, you know, they can't do that. But we still, we, you know, for the most part, although, you know, I have my road salesmen, man, they really want to get on the road. And it, it's kind of disturbing to me, but they're throwing their masks on and driving 400 miles and going to. Wow customers oh, and uh you know i know some of them are probably in full tyvek suits and looking like spacemen coming <laughs> actually in there. because of the business we're in they yeah. are oh yeah for sure i'll tell you i'll tell you one of the best things about not being on the road though is not eating on the road oh yeah holy <laughs> moly sure. i've been able to go down a couple pant sizes <laughs> it's dangerous it's, go, it's probably just a temporary uh, yeah thing, right but, you know but your you know. wife is a good cook so she is a good yeah. cook i'm a lucky guy yeah so. that's a benefit and a curse sometimes yeah, yeah. there you go <laughs> well that's awesome well jeremy and ron thank you so much for joining me again for this segment and we're coming back one more time to kind of wrap things up tell some final stories and you know hopefully laugh a little and so have make a pizza exactly have a pizza <laughs> so make sure to stay tuned to grow like a pro on 610 wtvn Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro for one more time this week, as sad as we are to cut this show short with your hosts, Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum and our guest, Jeremy Cantor. So everybody, welcome back to the last segment. And like I said, it's sad because we only have about 10 minutes left with each other, but we're going to make these moments count. So <laughs> why do we, I'd like to kind of wrap up with Jeremy, any like, you know, parting words or thoughts you have with, with, uh, with us and with our listeners and maybe some cool stuff you're working on now that you may want to, you know, put a highlight on or spotlight on because that's what we're all about here. Sure. Well, uh, I'll, I'll tell you one piece of advice that I learned early in my career, right, is be nice to everybody, okay? Yeah. And I've always tried to be, you know, cordial, friendly, and be nice to everybody because at the end of the day, you never know um, where that individual may be one day in life, of course, right? Of and, course. and I've actually had it a few times where I've had a guy who's maybe an inside salesperson or working out in the warehouse, and they've ended up being promoted over. You see them 10 years later, and they might be working at a strategic customer of yours that you're actually trying to influence and grab business, uh, you know, gain business on and yeah. market share. And uh, they're in a position of influence, right? People never forget the time that someone was nice to them, oh, yeah. right? And there's sure. a lot of that in this world today where people are go, 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 and let's make the next sale. Yes, yours truly and everybody I'm sure in this room, including Mr. Greenbaum over there, loves making the sale and loves growing a business. But the way to really, I think, grow like a pro is from, from your heart yeah. and be nice. 100%. Because at the end of the day, you, you'll grow and your business will grow. It's interesting you say that because, you know, over the years, I've literally had hundreds of salespeople come through our organization and I might run into them walking around the building or whatever. And, 
they say, well, t tell me, tell me, you know, you've had years of doing this and I did, you know, been doing uh, in-home sales myself, did it for 25, 30 years. And I'd say, you know, be nice and they'll buy. They don't know what you don't know. They don't know anything about you. Be nice and they'll buy. And it really does, it works. And people forget, you know, it doesn't cost, you know, I went into a bank one time and a, the uh, teller said, oh, Ron, you know, basement doctor, your employees love you. I said, well, why do you say that? I said, well, you know, they come in and cash their checks. And I asked, well, what's Ron like to work with? And they, she said, he is the nicest guy. So the employees think, and I said to him, you know, it doesn't cost me any money to be nice, you know, any more money to be yeah, nice. Sure. So yeah. that's a great tip, Jeremy. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and I, th I think what you said too about it kind of sticking with you, like it's kind of a silly story, but I remember we were we were ordering takeout food the other night and there was this waitress or the waitress that answered to the hostess named Kayla. And I like always remember her name because she like went out of her way to talk about the social distancing measures they're taking and making sure to read over our order and doing stuff. And it just, it sticks with you because For sure. it, it's kind of unfortunate too and like, you know, in, the, in this day and age when you kind of hear all these terrible stories and like you said, people are go, go, go and they don't take the time. But when you have someone who really you know, takes that moment to make you feel like you're special, even if they're just doing their job. It really does go a long way. And I think it's it's yeah. really important. And I thank Kayla for that, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I think coronavirus has slowed us down a little bit yeah. in the world. Oh, yeah. You know, I think, so I, I, think I, don't, I mean, this this is eventually going to be over, right? Yep. But I think that it, it, it has impacted the world and, and, and changed us and, and hopefully slowed us all down a little bit. Well, I think one of the things it's done for me is make me remember why I hated my high school friends. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you get on Facebook. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, yeah. it's, Facebook, it's treacherous. Right. I, I get on it just for, you know, <laughs> when I get bored and yeah. I want to just have some fun and oh, have, be sure. abused, then you get on Facebook. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, that is something. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a crazy thing, but I think that's such a, such a valuable lesson too is. Yeah. Be nice. Yeah. Be, be, nice. be nice. Yeah. And Leah, be careful who you're speaking to and not just out of like, oh, I don't want to like mess up the future president or whatever. But like I said, there's no reason it, it takes a lot more effort to be mean to someone like you, you there's no reason you need to be like that to somebody. I think it's just a valuable thing to, to keep yeah. in mind. So, yeah. So what, what other kind of stuff are you? Working on. I know you were talking about you're on the board of, of some yeah, nice well, company and doing some besides, good stuff. Uh, besides, uh, besides working with, uh, spending time with my kids, I have yeah. two and a four-year-old <laughs> oh, that keep me, uh, when I'm not working, <laughs> they keep me working in a different capacity at home. Of course. Um, you know, some of the things that I'm passionate about are, um, you know, growing up as a, as a Jewish guy in Canada, I had the you know opportunity. Uh, you know, my grandparents didn't have a chance to 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 be Jewish in 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 Eastern Europe, and they came to Canada, and they were very proud, you know, to be to be uh, you know to be Jewish. Yeah. And uh, you know, so we went to Israel a couple times, and I sit on the Jewish National Fund board uh, in in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, Great. where I live, and it's something I'm passionate about, uh, just because besides you know the Jewish National Fund actually really has nothing to do with being Jewish. It, yeah. Actually, they, they do a lot of infrastructure projects in Israel besides, you know, um, making the desert bloom to, you know, providing, building hospitals. To, there's, there's so many different things that they do. That's just the tip of the iceberg. I could go on and on about what they do. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm passionate about that organization because I've had an opportunity to go there a few times and see their work uh, in action. And, uh, yeah, so I, I try and I do what I can. I wish I had more time to volunteer in, oh, in, in my time. Uh, but, you know, my wife is uh, – my wife is – 
to be honest with you, is is the person I'm most proud of because uh, she's been for 15 years on the board of Make a Wish, uh, and she is very very involved in charity. So uh, you know, I wish I had the time to sort of emulate myself and, and be a little bit more like her, where I could uh, spend more time, uh, you know, going after multiple causes. Yeah. But you know, uh, it is what it is, <laughs> right? You only have so true. many hours in a day. But so. I think it's important you're spending some of those hours with that because, like you said, our, our our days fill up very quickly. So. The, the fact that you you know have some time to devote to, to, to it doesn't matter if it's even if it's a few minutes a week or like an hour or so a week whatever like you still are making a difference and doing stuff and I think that's something to be applauded. Well, you know, it's so some people that maybe did volunteer in the past or you know could help, uh, regardless of whether I always say it's it's easy to write a check. It's hard to kind of get in the weeds and really Give do what time, a lot of right? people yeah do your time and do yeah. what people do. But you know you kind of keep in mind that. Not everybody can spend the time anymore, you know, volunteering. Right. That they've got to just find a way to make a living. And so I try to look at it as what can I do even more? I, I think the important thing for my, me is in my business is being able to help uh, people, but employees for sure, but also anybody that we possibly can. And it's really part of the culture of uh, how we do things as a family and as a business. And I know that's the same thing for uh, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I think the employee welfare and making sure that employees are are, are, are respected and, and, and uh, you know, and know that we care is, is, is truly important, right? Definitely. Make, making that workplace uh, much healthier and, and just, uh, you know, uh, making people feel good about why they come to work every day, right? Yeah. That's important. Oh, for sure. I think that's very important. I think it helps build on the culture of your company and lead to more successes if you have a happy culture and stuff. So for sure. I think it's, it's important. So uh, as we're coming kind of to, to the end of the show, is there any parting words you kind of have for any of the listeners or is there any way, you know, people can kind of keep up with you or if they want to get in touch or answer any little so, like lasting things you want to <laughs> say to the millions and millions of listeners out so, there? So, yeah, I'm going to leave you on uh, two, two, uh, my, two of my sales mantras. Let's okay? hear it. We're ready. One of them is, is um, as follows, okay? And that is uh, you never have to be an expert in every single subject matter on the product or on the service on whatever you're selling, whether if it's the basement doctor and it's a service, yeah. whether you know it's another business and it's a product, you know, the customer doesn't know as much as you know. Okay. Yeah. So I call it, I always tell a lot of the salespeople that have worked for me in the past, don't show up and throw up. All right. Don't, you don't need to tell the customer everything you know, yep. because they don't care. Exactly. Right. You got to find either that one, that pain point that that customer, the, the, dis, the disruption in that customer's life, what's making that upset? Their basement flooded. Okay. Well, I have a solution for you. You have to, you have to show up with a solution. If you can show up with a solution, A, I think you have a customer for life. And B, my second rule that I always say, it's more of a joke, is never lose a sale. That's rule number one. And rule number two is never lose a sale. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You know, I, again, I think uh, it's important, especially for me, to always remember to uh, listen to absorb and not respond. That's one of yeah. my listen. favorite ones. Listen sure. to absorb and not respond. Yeah. But, uh, you know... What's really great is we actually had a real pro on today. Yeah, I love you. Last week we had my head just Last week you had a hack on. Exactly. Now this is the real stuff. This is the real meat and potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. No, Jeremy. Seriously, thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to hopefully having you back on one day to come back and give us more updates. But we really appreciate you sharing your stories and your lessons and everything, and it really means a lot to us, and I'm sure it does for listeners as well. And you know, I want to encourage everyone if you want to be a part of the 
show to send an email to hello at growlikeaproshow.com. Once again, that's hello at growlikeaproshow.com. And we look forward to coming back each and every week with new stories, new incredible people telling their tales and really helping us all grow like a pro because that's what it's all about. We're in this fight together and we're here to help. So Yeah, you know, they always say in football you improve the most between the first and the second game. <laughs> yep. I think we improve the most go. between yes, the first sir. and the second. Thanks show. for having me, guys. Yeah, seriously. So once again, Jeremy, Jeremy thank you. Thank Ron, you. Yeah. thank you. And listeners, thank you. And we are so excited to see you all next week on Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN.